Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. And today we're going to be jumping into the Cuties argument, the new movie on Netflix that has just gotten all sorts of humongous, outrageous arguments and anger and outlash on both sides. Um, some people argue it's a great piece of art. It's pointing out a problem in the world and people need to watch and learn about it. Other people argue it's child pornography. It's promoting pedophilia. It's promoting child seduction and child, child sexual activity. We're going to see what those arguments are on both sides. We're going to talk about those arguments, but we're also going to see if any of the crimes actually fit what this movie is portraying or the actual making of this movie and when he, whether any crimes were committed there. So I've got George Tragos, my dad, on this podcast with me to get into the criminal aspects of this. If you guys have any questions or want to interact about this movie specifically or anything else we talk about on the podcast, you can find us on social media at Tragos Law. So if you are on social media or you watch TV or listen to the radio, you have heard about this new movie, Cuties. You have seen the hashtag cancel Netflix. You've seen and heard arguments on both sides. Well, today we're going to break them down legally. So dad, why don't we start out by picking one of the sides of this argument. We'll talk about first how people are arguing that it's a piece of art. You need to have controversy. It's it's an issue people need to know about and see what it's actually like portrayed on film before they can really understand it. Um, let's talk about who is arguing for that side and what their actual arguments are because the other side can't seem to fathom who would be in favor of this movie. Well, you've got uh, Robert Ebert, who's a you know, famous, mm-hmm. well-known critic. Movie critic, yeah. Right, you know, and, and he's reviewed it. And the New York Times, which is considered, you know, for art, you know, they do all the plays on Broadway. And so they're a well-known critic of, mm-hmm. of art and movies and film. And those two uh, seem to come up with the catchphrases, I'll call them, things that uh, people who um, want to support some outrageous conduct will use these phrases, such as, uh, the movie portrays what it condemns, or the depiction does not equal endorsement. You know, so what they're saying is they're showing this for the value of shocking people into being against what the movie is showing, what it's depicting. I think you know, there's got to come a line somewhere, um, but they don't see a line. They believe that this depiction, as long as it's accurate, has value. So it doesn't really matter what it takes to make something like this or what the the trickle down or the effects can be for people that watch it. The fact that it is art, basically anything goes. Well, they're saying there is some, and again, we're lawyers. So one of these key phrases is socially redeeming value. Artistic quality. So they're saying there is a social redeeming value to showing this shocking depiction because it'll wake people up to a particular problem. Right, and that problem is the pressures on young girls, what society can be like for young girls, what some parents do to young girls in these dance troops or beauty pageants or a number of other things. But basically, that's what they're trying to depict. Is And, and neither one of us have seen the movie. Um, I don't think either one of us ever plan on watching the movie. Um, it's a personal preference, so we're not going to get into the details of the movie specifically, but we've read extensive research and reviews and seen some of the clips just to talk about 
the legal value and the criminal side of the case. So that's that's the argument for the movie. What's the argument against the movie? Obviously, a bunch of the conservative outlets are are arguing that the movie should be canceled, that you should cancel Netflix, that nobody should watch this. Why are they arguing that? Well, they're arguing it because there has to be a line somewhere in what's decent. Let's say, you know, 11-year-old girls are doing this now on that movie. All right, does that mean that 8- and 9-year-olds should use them as examples? Uh, Even in the movie, they talk about music videos and grown-up dance reviews and the influence that that has on the dance that these 11-year-olds are doing. Well, are we going to have 8- and 9-year-olds look at 11-year-olds now and say, hey, they look up to 11-year-olds, so now 8- and 9-year-olds should be doing it? Basically, where do you draw the line, the slippery slope argument of how young is too young if now we're dropping that from, you know, a an 18-year-old adult adult to a teenager to a high schooler. Now we're down to 11 years old. How much lower are we going to go? Right, and these moves, for example, do you really think that all 11-year-olds understand that the moves that they're doing have sexual connotations? Or are they just doing them because they're imitating people that are older? Uh, according to um, the movie's director, Ms. Ducare, uh, if I, hope, I hope, I apologize if I mispronounce, but... She went and interviewed, allegedly, hundreds of 11-year-olds before she made this movie to find out what did they think, how did they feel. And what she found out is the more sexualized they saw a woman, the more successful they believed that woman was. So think about that. Sexualized equals success to these 11-year-old girls. What are we teaching these 11-year-old girls? And should we not draw the line somewhere so that they don't imitate these people and think that these dance moves, whatever it is they're imitating, deals or or results in success? Right. And so that's kind of the the crux of the whole argument. So what do you do? Do you talk to 11-year-old girls? Do you, you know, get them counseling? Do you try to change their mindset? What exactly do you do? Or do you create a movie like this that portrays the problem, but in some people's opinion... If you watch your kids do anything, if they watch Barney or they watch Mickey Mouse or they watch Winnie the Pooh or they watch The Greatest Showman, they're imitating the songs, they're imitating the dancing, they start doing what they watch on TV, and that is the argument against this movie is that these 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old girls are going to watch this dancing, watch this movie, like the characters, I'm sure they're nice girls that that you know are, are acting in this movie that they're going to want to be like, they're going to see they look like them. They're in gymnastics uniforms, just like the little kids are wearing, and they're going to start imitating these dance moves. So that's some of the arguments against it is, will they then just start imitating these girls as opposed to learning the lesson the, the movie is trying to portray? Well, it's hard to believe that parents of 11-year-old girls or children are going to let them watch this movie in order for them to To learn not to do it. To learn not to do it. Because you know an 11-year-old is going to watch the movie and think it is just fine to do it. So it really starts with the parents. It really starts with the home and where the parents draw the line. The, The parents see that this is going on they need to stop it. They need to do something about it, and they need to restrict. I, I know there's there's articles about, in fact, I read one the other day of some person that was criticizing uh, the movie, and she said, she basically was saying, I rebelled from my strong religious background. I, I brought up very strictly. But even though I was rebelling against that, when I saw this movie, I was repulsed by it because my sense of what's right and wrong showed me that this was wrong and it shouldn't be shown and shouldn't be produced. Yeah, and it doesn't take a religious background to to have issues with this movie. And that kind of brings us into our next part of the podcast, which is the criminal aspects of it. 
So some people are arguing that this is actually child pornography. Well, the federal law says it has to be a sexual depiction involving minors. Now, was this sexual depiction involving minors? From the description, from what I see, and from what the Supreme Court has said on this, this is dancing in a suggestive manner, nothing nude, and no actual sexual activity. So I don't think it would fall within that definition. Plus, in the Supreme Court case, it says it has to have no socially redeeming value, and yet you hear people from both sides saying, uh, at least from the one side saying, that it does have art. There is a purpose for it. There is there a socially is a social, redeeming right, there is, right. They're start, They're trying to teach a lesson with this. So the first lesson. arguments we were talking about would be the argument against the fact that this is child pornography, but the other side and Ted Cruz would argue that this is falling right under the definition, the, the federal law's definition that child pornography is any visual depiction of sexually explicit conduct involving minors, because they would say this dancing and this suggestion is sexually explicit depictions of minors, people under 18. So there's still going to be arguments on both sides of that, but it probably doesn't fit into that category because there's no nudity, there's no actual sexual um, activity, and because of the redeeming qualities that it purports to have, teaching this lesson, showing parents and children the, the problems that are going on with young girls today. That's kind of the argument. What other crimes can you think that would possibly be applied to this movie? Well, there could also be child abuse, you know, the, the parents, should parents allow their children to be, uh, my word would be exploited like this, mm -hmm. that they should use, be used in this kind of an atmosphere? The parents know what this film's about. The 11-year-old girls may not know. The parents sure know what it's about. And they're allowing their 11-year-olds to be used in this way. Okay, what about um, child sex trafficking and things like that? I've heard people talk about that. Well, I don't know. I didn't. From what I've read of the description of the movie, there's no child sex trafficking going on in the movie. There's just the inference that children are being used. No, I'm for saying sexual. I'm saying the parents are getting paid for their children acting in this movie. Some people are trying to equate that with child sex trafficking because well, that, it's sexual activity that the parents are making money on exploiting the child. Well, again, that would be what is sexual activity as far as the definition. Plus, I don't. This doesn't escape anybody. This movie was made in France, right? <laughs> so this doesn't apply to the U.S. laws, but the French laws, which I'm sure are a little more liberal on this than ours are, right? And and none of these none of these crimes do we think really apply to this movie. We just think this this the arguments on the other side saying that this movie should be canceled are saying this movie took it too far. But from our perspective, from a legal uh, perspective and a criminal defense perspective, no crimes look to have been committed in the making or viewing of this film. And it's interesting Would you agree that, with that? Oh, I agree. Okay. But it's also interesting to note that this film was not controversial in France. Right, it won a bunch uh, of awards. Yeah, I mean, no, it was like, nobody cared about it in yeah, France. It was an award-winning film in France, and I think the Netflix owners that bought the movie were pretty surprised at how visceral the attacks were against it. And that's why the Supreme Court, whenever they define pornography, talk about community standards. Right. And the community standards in France may be different than the community standards in the U.S. And I guess people need to decide, what do they want our community standards to be in this country? Do they want this to be acceptable or do they don't want it to be unacceptable? And again, that's part of the slippery slope argument because a lot of things are already part of the community standard that half the country probably doesn't agree with and the other half does. And... It just, I think this is hitting more than 50% of the population as something that is not part of our community standards, which is why it has gotten this groundswell to get canceled. Um, yeah. One other aspect that's interesting about this is 
in child pornography cases, the government will go through the phones and the computers of the criminal defendant that's been charged with this. They will look for anything that even seems like child pornography to show they have a tendency to look at child pornography. Do you think this movie will be evidence in the future against people that are potential defendants in child pornography cases? If I was prosecuting a child pornography case, I would absolutely use this, or I would try to, hopefully the judge will let you, me use it. How would you use it as evidence? I would use it to show he has a what's called a propensity. Uh, you know, I'm sure child pornographers traditionally are Propensity hoarders. is kind of like tendency. Right. They're hoarders. They will not just have one child pornography picture. They'll have thousands of them. And you put that in there to show that this is the kind of person he is, and this would just be one of the many pieces of evidence you put right. in. This is the kind of movie this guy likes to watch. Right. What does a jury think about that? You know, this is that type of movie. Would this be something that would be a violation of probation, potentially, on somebody that has some kind of charges like that or conviction like that? It would depend on how strictly the judge was in the way he fashioned the probation about what he could and couldn't watch. Because, again... This is Netflix. It's a movie on Netflix, not, yeah, right? Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about him sneaking in somewhere or sneaking Like on the his, dark web or yeah, something like we're, that. we're not thinking about any of that stuff. This is Netflix. But everybody has their own login attached to their email address, attached to their credit card, so it's pretty easy for the government to get a hold of the fact of whether or not you watched this movie. You and, know? and your IP address. Right. As well as used exactly. on Netflix. Exactly. You right. can see that it was watched on your TV. It's not, or through your Wi-Fi. You know, it's the, not hard to target this stuff, and it, I think it absolutely will be used against child predators in the future one way or the other to show that this is the type of movie they like to watch. And that alone makes it kind of, to me, something that probably doesn't need to be on Netflix. Well, and you know the problem, too, and, and going back to generally speaking You never want something on Netflix that can be used against you in a child pornography but, uh, prosecution, in my opinion. But I don't know, want to watch anything like that. You know, on these streaming services... They have much less regulation on what they show. And so there's a lot of stuff on there that people might find distasteful or might find a little bit over the top. When was the last time anybody heard about a pornography prosecution right. anymore? The, the state attorney's office just doesn't do those uh, much anymore. Yeah, and it's it's way different than you know cable TV because cable TV, you're flipping the channels and it's on right in front of you. These streaming services and websites, you actually have to click something. You actually have to look at something. You choose to watch it. You're making that conscious decision. There's way less regulation because it's not basically being force-fed in front of you by the big cable networks. So that makes a big difference, I think, on what's allowed, obviously, on Netflix and these private subscription services than what's on cable TV, right? Right, and, and it was designed that way. I mean, really, these are the Internet. You talk about Netflix, that's the Internet. And the Internet's a wide-open situation that anybody can put anything on. So while people are arguing um, very passionately on both sides, and while Ted Cruz is trying to push criminal activity, from our perspective, it doesn't seem like this rises to the level of criminal activity. It doesn't mean we think the movie should have been made or we want to go watch it on Netflix or whatever, but we're just talking specifically, strictly speaking, in the criminal law realm that these probably don't rise to the level of child pornography, child abuse, child sex trafficking, or, or any of those very serious crimes. Well, bad taste is not a crime. Right, exactly. That's, that's clear from America today. So if you guys have any opinions or questions about this, feel free to comment on this post. Feel free to find us on social media at Tragos Law. We'd love to hear what you think.